Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm Parker Imerl, and this is The Conversation Station. Today's guest is a former Marine Corps officer who served for over 20 years in various leadership roles. He is now owner of Space Coast Mobile Jiu-Jitsu, a one-on-one BJJ training service that comes to you on your time. He is a leader who is committed to serving his family, friends, and community, and is committed to becoming the best version of himself. So without further ado, let's give a warm welcome to the one and only Michael Crackholm. Welcome on, sir. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to do this one. Why don't you just start out, uh, like, what has this journey been like, this journey from your early years into leadership, you know? Who were you when you were young, and how has it affected who you've become today? It's a wonderful question. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. This is, uh, this is quite the treat today. Um, and uh, the, for, for myself, I would say I was your run-of-the-mill um, football, uh, excuse me, uh, does this work a little bit better? I'll put this right here instead of holding it. Um, I, I played a lot of football, played a lot of rugby um, in, in high school, and I had a large group of friends um, over during that entire period. Um, and I was exposed to a uh, whole bunch of different role models at a young age in the area that I grew up with. There was a lot of very positive influences in my life that ranged from my father and my and my brothers, especially my older brother, who's still a really a, a big influence in my life, um, to my football coaches uh, who saw something in me, um, all the way up to a lot of the leaders in the Marine Corps and some of the people in the Marine Corps that uh, – I was even in charge of, um, they looked out for me, right? Because leadership and followership are, are very much intertwined. Um, so for me as a child, I think it was natural. My parents always said it was when I joined the Marine Corps, they were like, all right, that, that makes sense. You were pretty rough and tumble as a kid. It's, it's a natural, and, I, and, your, and your father and your mother knew me in college. And so when I was playing rugby, and so they, they knew me and they knew me well. And, um, and it's been just so wonderful to keep in touch with them over the years. I love your parents dearly. So uh, this is why I'm just really happy to do this. Uh, but that's kind of what took me to my, you know, my, my, my leadership journey. Um, I, did, I did receive a, um, a master's degree from the University of Oklahoma in organizational leadership. And if you're interested in me telling you a little bit kind of what that is, I'd be happy to as well. But, um, and it's not even that boring. Yeah, I would certainly be curious because that's I, I haven't heard of that degree before. I mean, you hear sure. there there's a degree for everything these days. You know, there's a degree in like well, I don't know, mimology. Yeah, mimology. <laughs> yeah. Um, so organizational leadership is exactly what it sounds like. It's leadership at a large level. How do you influence leadership at a large level? Um, that's something that is discussed very, very widely. Um, but it comes down to understanding an organization's cultural DNA. Like what, what are the values and the beliefs, the norms, and what they call artifacts, right? The structures of places um, that make that organization what it is, right? When you ask the people in the organization, tell me about this culture, they're going to say X, Y, and Z. Usually it's going to have something to do with beliefs and norms and stuff like that they do, or, you know, the... Like in the Marine Corps, we never, we didn't have the greatest working conditions all the time, but we did a very, very good job because our, we are so, our esprit de corps was so high. We had a lot of pride. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> but um, that, the organizational leadership degree 
came from, it was originally known as administrative leadership, but that sounds so boring uh, that I think people were just turned off to the fact who wants to be an administrator, right? That just doesn't sound like very fun at all. Right. (laughs) So they, they changed the name from administrative leadership to organizational leadership. And what they also did was, is they put together, um, they, 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 their curriculum, the, the central thesis that I walked away from is that leadership and management and followership, they all have a, everything to do with each other. Um, leadership specifically being you need somebody that has vision, that can look out and see the horizon and maybe even a little bit past the horizon and then communicate that vision to the people below that person. Uh, and then you also need management. Management is something that is your day-to-day processes, your day-to-day systems, putting out fires, managing personalities, um, and so forth. And those two absolutely combine. They, they come together and they have to overlap, but they have to be distinct from each other. And that's like the same thing with leadership and followership. You really can't get to a position of real leadership and authority unless you've been in a position where you're following somebody that's in that position. Because otherwise, you're not going to have any framework to base your you know, experience on. And a lot of the times, we base our experience off of decisions that people made that we didn't personally like. Yeah. And so have, I think one of these. That? Yes, for sure. Mm. For sure. Um, and I think one of the interesting things that we see and I see personally as a lot of companies failing in is this relationship between the leader and the follower because mm. it, 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 I've, I've noticed from being exposed to many different leaders in many different organizations and many different organizations sure. as a whole that the most successful ones are the ones that have the most peer-to-peer relationship between the leader and the follower where the, uh-huh. the follower has – a, has a level of input, obviously that the leader in that environment has the final say, but it is much more a collaborative environment because yes. I certainly am exposed to environments. I have an internship I do where it is very, the, the, the leader, the person who's in charge there is the person in charge. And mm-hmm. the fact is that sometimes when you have the interns come in who have, who are, it's a different, they have a different mindset and a different vision and a different understanding of different things. And so it's very interesting to understand and navigate the difference between being the authority, but Mm. also letting the, the little guy have his say, because oftentimes the little guy knows, knows more in a lot of ways than you do. So as a leader, you have to understand that you only know a certain amount and you don't know what you don't know. And that's called humility. And that is a, the, the number one quality as a leader that you can, you can have. And I will argue that till that is one of the number one things that I've walked away from 20 years in the Marine Corps, a master's in leadership is that if you do not display tactical empathy or humility on a consistent basis, you will be, um, you might be, you might be moderately successful, but you're never going to be an Uber success where people are going to like when you need, when you need help, right. That people will actually help you. Uh, and you, and you'll, as you, as you grow up, you're going to see people that are going to excel very far in life, but their uh, moral compass is not very strong. And ultimately that catches up to them. Uh, and, and sometimes it doesn't, but you know, 
I don't want to, I don't want to be looking at myself when I'm 75 years old and be like, man, I really, I really messed this whole moral and ethical thing up, you know? So that, like, that's not, that's not a good feeling to have as you're going into your last few years of life. I can't imagine. So I'm just going to manage my P's and Q's and, and know that what I'm, I have the humility that to learn from even some like right now, I'm learning from you, brother. I gave a private lesson in jujitsu to a white belt yesterday. Did, did this move on me that I was like, that made sense. It was so unjujitsu-y, right? But it worked. And that was like, oh, it's brilliant. You know, you're learning from people that really don't even know what they're doing sometimes. Yeah, and I think that that's also important is to have this this mindset of constant learning. Even in a situation where where the person across from you, you don't think what they're saying is right and you think that they're wrong and you can you you're learning there though. You're learning something you don't agree with and it's something to explore. Why don't you agree with this? And this mindset of constant learning is so important and it does get overlooked in many ways. Um uh, and and it is interesting though when you create that environment of humility Everyone below you is going to be excited to work for you and yeah. ex- and they're going to give you an extra um, they're going to give you more as opposed to if you just tell them what to do as opposed to if you give them some leeway and you trust them they're going to be excited and they're going to put in the extra hours that they might not have put in necessarily otherwise. You you are absolutely correct because when people uh no it's it's when you're a good human, people want to do right by you and they'll, they'll be, they'll happily go the extra mile. But if you're not, if you're just, you know, trash, then they're going to be like, yeah, no, 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 you know, and then they just leave. And so that's, that's just what you get. Yeah. And so I want to uh, bring this uh, into the topic of jujitsu because my, uh, my best friend, jujitsu guy, right? <laughs> Uh, he lives out in Wisconsin, but he is just like, he is, I, I, I went and visited him last summer and he just, you know, destroyed me, taught me a couple of things, but mm-hmm. jujitsu is always something I've wanted to do, but it's, it, it was very interesting to go and do it with him because it, it's so, I basically, even though we were learning in a big class, I basically got one-on-one lessons uh, from him because he knew everything. And so sure. it was interesting getting back here and thinking about going to a jujitsu gym, especially when he was telling me that like some of some gyms suck and I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I, I've kind of been blinded by that. And I've had my focuses there elsewhere. But my question to you is what is the biggest takeaway and, and how did you get into jujitsu? Was it something that you were, you just kind of got into in your childhood and what was your big, what is your life lesson that we can pull away from jujitsu? Um, that's a really wonderful question. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to quickly relocate. I'm going to use something right here um, to help me prop this up so I can talk to you better. Um, and I'm so sorry to do that. Uh, no problem. No problem. Okay. Um, All right. <clears throat> I think that's way better, I think. Um, sure. Yes. Yeah, totally. All right. Uh, so the rugby, the football, um, all of that had a lot to do with me growing up and, and getting into, into the, you, you know, jujitsu. It was largely, I had a friend, I was a boxer for a long time and I did a lot of kickboxing and, and I, you know, I thought I was a pretty tough guy about 25 years ago. And, uh, one of my friends in the Marines, he was a wrestler and a jujitsu fighter. And he just, you know, he grabbed me and wrestled me and, 
he took me down and then he, you know, he choked, he twisted me into a pretzel and I was like, ah, what's going on here? You know, I had no, I was like defenseless. And, uh, he said, that's jujitsu. And I was like, I have got to learn this. You know, like my mind was twisted just like my body was because I couldn't, I was just amazed that somebody could, you know, physically manhandle me like that. Like it was, and it wasn't even, he wasn't even trying very hard to, to, you know, to, to really wrestle. He just knew what he was doing. Right. It was like a game of chess for him. Um, and then I just uh, started training pretty hard about 20 years ago when I joined the Marine Corps and I've just casually gone from school to school. Every time we've moved, I moved 11 times in 20 years in the Marines. And uh, each time I went to a new, a new school. So I got to meet a lot of people. Um, I would say that for me, the number one lesson for jujitsu is that, you know, when you have a life that's full of like these highs and these lows, right. And oftentimes it's an extreme high and oftentimes it's an extreme low. Um, when you latch on to jujitsu, which is constant, right. It, it makes those highs and those lows and it kind of helps even them out a little bit, right. So that they're a little bit more manageable. You have, more humility in your life because you just wrestled some guy that's half your size and he's a tax accountant, you know, but he twisted you into a ball and made you cry for your auntie, you know, like, that's like, you're like, what? Uh, and so it teaches you, and it's also courageous like it, to, to train jujitsu is a courageous thing because it's not like a, not a lot of the other martial arts where you're going out there and you're punching and kicking in the air. Like on your first class, you're more than likely going to find yourself wrestling with some stranger and you don't know this person, you know. Um, <clears throat> so I would say the best lesson is that when you latch on to jujitsu is your life becomes more manageable and you're going to find that you're, you're going to develop relationships that are so much more than just on the surface, because you really discover a lot about people when you are grappling them because you have to think like the one thing about grappling, why do surfers like to fight so much? It's, or why, why do they like to grapple is because grappling is very much like surfing. When you're surfing, it's you, the air in your lungs, your feet on the board, the board gripping the water, right? And you're dropping in and you're sweating. You're it's that's it. You know, the, the, the argument that you had with your spouse or your sister doesn't exist. Um, the news doesn't exist. It's just you and the wave and your board. And it's the same way with grappling is that when you slap hands and fist bump with somebody, you are now engaging in some form of combat where their will is to choke you unconscious or break a limb. <clears throat> And it's legal, right? So you signed a waiver when you walked in there. And that's just the way it goes. And the only way you get out of it is by submitting, tapping out. And that's where the humility portion comes in because a lot of people don't have the humility to, to do such a thing because it means giving up. They're submitting, right? Well, it's not, it's, it's, it's very honorable because what you're doing is you're coming back the next day. You're recognizing that I had something that I need to work on. And you said, I recognize that. And then you come back the next day to fix it. And that requires a lot of courage.
yeah, you win, win, loss, or draw. It's the mindset to get back up and keep going. And I think it's interesting at uh, uh, what you were saying. It you can kind of extrapolate it out to life. Uh, having things that are consistent in your life, no matter what, right? So setting some sort of an objective and saying, I'm going to do this thing every single day. Um, and then keeping at that. So no matter what the highs and lows you experience in your life, you have a consistent thing that you are that you are doing every day. And in the last 30 days, that has been a podcast episode. I, in the last, what today is like, what, the 25th of the month? Mm. For the last 25 days, I've recorded at least one podcast episode every single day. And I'm so, so happy for you. It's awesome. So it's been a very interesting process, though, because I've certainly, like, recording a podcast episode every day is very taxing. Because I, mm-hmm. if I don't have a guest, I have to come up with a topic, right? Mm-hmm. And I have to do a whole thro- – I have to think through this entire topic in order to make a 14, 15-minute episode – Um, but, but then along with that, like doing it every day has been taxing and there have certainly been other places where in, as a byproduct of the, the amount of time I've been putting into that, other things have taken a bit of a hit. My, my sleep schedule is really jacked up right now and I'm trying to normalize it again because I'm consistently up till like 2am because I, I have to record and edit and release the podcast episode before midnight. And then I still have other Mm. work I have to finish after I release the episode. And, and, and so then, and so then my, my, my wake up times have just been all over the place. But the interesting thing is no matter what, I've still been releasing those episodes. And even if everything else is crazy, I know that I have to set aside an hour every day to do this, to talk into a microphone, to share my thoughts, to share who I am. And it's been really, it's been a great perspective shift for me because it's allowed yeah. me to understand because this is the most consistent i've ever been on anything in my entire life that's the truth i've never i mean i guess i've woken up every day but like that's not you know uh that's not that crazy you you've breathed for how many years of your life (laughs) yeah i i you know i've I've spent the last 16 and a half years breathing but your heart's been beating (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i think it's been it's been very interesting because it's shown me that that having that consistency, that utmost consistency, really does benefit everything in your life. And one of the interesting things I've found is if you want to stay consistent with something, tell the world. Tell the world that this is what you're doing. Tell the world that you are committing to this. Not because the world is going to judge you. Not because anyone else cares. But because you care, because at some level, every human cares about what the world thinks. And so, yeah. and so that is inherent, can be a negative. That's what social media preys on. It preys on our ego. But it's very easy to leverage that into a positive by putting it out there. When I, I decided in mid-August, you know what, I'm going to do 30 episodes in uh, September. I didn't wait until I could change my mind. I told my mentors. I told my family. I, and I was working on it. I told everyone I could, and then I announced it right before the month. But I told all, everyone I knew that I was going to do 30 episodes in 30 days. Because because then I was committed to making it happen. And then once it started happening, I told the world. And once you tell the world, it's a lot harder to stop. And once you document that process, the world knows if I fail right now. If I don't release an episode, the world knows. And so it's very interesting. And as I move into this next month where I'm going to reevaluate, you know, how many episodes do I want to do every week? And it's probably going to be somewhere around two to three. But I'm going to find something else to commit to do for 30 days. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the, I, I, 
I, I want to see if every month I can pick a new thing that I'm going to be extra consistent on and just see what, what comes of it. Because if I can say, okay, I just did 30 podcast episodes and now I'm going to do, you know, whatever it is, just, I, I'll pick something. And I'm, I'm eval- I've been evaluating that this week as we move into quarter four. And I released a podcast episode on why you should set quarterly goals. And that's a, that's a very interesting topic, but I, it's been this process of like, it's really cool to have something that the world knows that you're trying to be consistent on because when the world knows it, beca- it becomes a heck of a lot easier to keep yourself accountable. It does. I agree. Especially that's why I have a coach. Um, I, I pay somebody a coach to keep me accountable for certain things. Um, uh, you know, what's interesting is when I launched space coast mobile jujitsu um, 26 days ago, um, Part of my, so I use Alex Hormozzi's $100 million offers and $100 million leads, his six weeks challenge um, as my template. And so what I told myself was I was going to be in the whisper phase for 30 days. And so I, um, my number one goal was to do 30 reels in 30 days, an all original. Um, And if you go to Space Coast Mobile Jiu Jitsu on Instagram, just literally, I, I just started creating content. My wife and I just looked at each other and we just started making some stuff up. And in 26 reels, I've gotten, I think, uh, 65,000 views. Uh, in, in, oh, uh, my gosh. Yeah. So I have one reel that's got 36,000 views today uh, in two weeks. And so it's, it's getting attention. And you're absolutely right. It was, it's the consistency it's the showing up every day and doing and committing to something and saying, I'm going to do that. And one of the best compliments that I received recently was somebody said something about me and was like, I don't think you understand, Michael. When he says something, he means it. And, and that to me was like, and that was said behind my back, right? They didn't, I wasn't there, but I was told that later. And I thought that that was such a quality compliment to receive because being a human of your word is so important, Right. Your, your, your integrity is, has to be rooted in all of this because everything goes out the window the moment we compromise our integrity. You can't get that's, it back. That's interesting. We've both been doing 30-day content challenges. Yes, Isn't that very, interesting? It, it, and, and the thing is, we're going to hit our goals. That's, that's not just – so that's why I was like I was I'm, – I'm, I'm really happy that, you know – I'm sure you get a lot of like, oh, it's so cool that you're doing this. Oh, that's great. Good for you and everything like that. But like, honestly, you're what America needs. You're the quiet kind. You're, you're, there's no reason in patting you on the back. It should be more like, hey, why aren't you doing more? <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, no, that's, and, and that's the exact mindset I had uh, yesterday. Good. I, yesterday Good. I had a bit of a rough day, but in, but the day, but, but in the morning, I, I, I the reason, <laughs> the reason I had a rough day yesterday is because I didn't have enough to do. I had, I had, I had a, I had a, the amount of things to do that I could put stuff off for later. And then it gets, it gets in front of you exactly. And then it becomes, this, and then you're like, and then one little monkey wrench goes in your plan and you're like, uh oh, and then I totally get it, and that's honestly Parker why I said yesterday I was like, hey, let's just recock and go back and reattack because the moment you start spinning to put something together is when you're kind of grasping at straws, and there really is no reason why we can't just look, say, hey, um, we're both lifelong learners, right, and we're learning, so let's just reattack. We'll put this thing, and honestly, I'm feeling like this is really uh, 
turning out to be one of my favorite conversations that I've had in a long time. Yeah, man. Same over here. And I think it was interesting because yesterday we were supposed to do the episode. And yeah, so I I, I, I had a bunch of things come up and things just sure. weren't working. My <laughs> Our internet went out like an hour before it came back on, but I'm like scrambling to get things together. Um, me, I, I was it. writing I my bio it. and it was to the intro for you and it was just taking longer than usual because not that it was just it was just crazy. Um, I get it. But I but it was it. It, but it's so interesting because I'm like, OK, I have these I have these things. And one of the things that's interesting that you talked about, you just launched your business, uh, your Space Coast Jiu Jitsu business 26 days ago. And in October, I, I'm this week. I'm working and finishing up a website for a business that I'm launching in October. And Wonderful. so I'm like, I'm like doing all of this mental processing um, and like trying to talk to as many mentors as possible about the business and like trying to just get things down because I've set a a a, a lofty uh, revenue goal for Q4, which I uh, which I have which would be insane because the most I've ever made in a quarter is like 200 bucks because, you know, I'm sure. a kid uh, sure. in, in many ways. I'm still, you know, a 16 year old, but, but I've yeah. set the goal and I'm, I'm, here's the thing I told, I I've already said that I will be really in a podcast episode. I said, I'll be releasing on, on October 1st, my goals for Q4, I'm going to make public and I'm going to update every day on where I am with all those goals. But it's been interesting because the bit I've, I've had ideas like this is not a business that I've just like randomly came up with. It's something I've been waiting to do. But in my mind, it was just like every time I said I was going to do it, I didn't take the steps to actually do it. Yeah. But I just decided, especially after doing this so consistently, I'm like, why can't I run a business consistently? There's no reason I did this so I can do that. And so it was it was that simple. It wasn't any sort of crazy leap in 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 a mental processing. It was just like. I'm exactly. not. I'm gonna stop sitting around. I'm just gonna do it, right? Why and I'm not like, okay, me? Uh, yeah. Wh why not me? Exactly. And so it's interesting though because I'm like, okay, well, why not me? I have. And then I was like, okay, well, I can I can talk to people who have done this before because I already got them on as a podcast guest. So I'm gonna be like, okay, what 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 do I need to do so that I don't mess up in the ways you have? And I'm like, okay, well. Well, th then there's someone else I've had on the podcast who's like two years older than me and is doing basically what I'm going to be trying to do. And so I'm like, I, I'm, I'm going to have coffee with him sometime next week. And it's just like it's Good. it becomes easier because I'm, I'm building this momentum. And that's one of the things I've been talking about a lot recently is overall when you do one thing consistently, even if it's completely unrelated from this thing over here it the consistency you build is valuable because yes. when you build a consistent life and you are consistent you have the momentum to just like you can just shift that momentum into another area and go with that and so it's been interesting to really marinate God, on these that things is brilliant you're and, absolutely right yeah it's it's been interesting especially like just there is a big mental process that business is the hardest thing in the world. And if anyone tells you otherwise, they are lying to you or they haven't ran an, a, a successful business because it's easy to run a failing business in many ways, Because, but it is hard to run a successful business. And so I'm like, especially because I've heard so many success and failure stories, like I have all this stuff in my mind. I'm like, okay, I can't do that. I can't do that. Can't make that mistake. And so it's like, there's like, I've heard all the mistakes. And so it's like, I have to be conscious of not making them, but I also need to try to make the mistakes so, I, so that I can learn from them. But it's totally. been interesting 
interesting for me because I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to, you know, I got to build a website. I got to figure out what my content strategy is, especially because I love content creation. It's what I've, I've been obsessed with content creation since I was 10. And so I understand okay. this stuff. And so I'm like, okay, yeah. well, well, I got to have a content strategy. Okay, well, I got to do this. I got to do that. I need to reach out to people. I have to cold call. It's like all these things I've never done, done before. It's a little crazy, but like doing 30 episodes in 30 days, that's a heck of a lot crazier in my book. That's a lot of work. That's not like 30 real 30 days. That is a ton of work. So uh, honestly, like it's, it's a, and the thing is you're going to continue to go on. You're going to do amazing things that all piggyback off of just like you said is the consistency doesn't have to stop when you've met your goal of 30 um, podcasts in 30 days. You just, like you said, you shift there's a guy named Brian Dries, I believe. He's a, a frame shifting coach. And he just literally talks about like, can Parker see himself as using the energy that he built in the 30 podcasts in 30 days, shifting that energy successfully into this channel? Yeah. Yes. Like, and then you step into that channel. Yeah. And it's been so interesting for me because the podcast, I love the podcast. But man, it is draining when it is sure. 8 p.m. and you have done so much, but you realize you haven't made a podcast episode yet and you have to pour out every thought in your mind and you have to sort through all the thoughts and be like, which one can I talk about right now? And that's, oh, and, that's great. And, and so it's been interesting because I'm like, it requires a lot of energy. But the interesting thing is I'm, I'm probably just going to shift to like three episodes a week. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like. Okay, it's a downtick, but it's not that big. But those four days where I won't have to record, those four days that I can go full force on on something else is huge. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. so it's it's just been an interesting process. But I, I I I've been I've been like trying to really grasp it like this week. I be, well, the interesting thing is I also decided again every. I, uh, one of the guys I've had on here, uh, coach Kevin, he said, uh, this, he said, there's no such thing as an arbitrary goal because every goal is arbitrary because you just pick it. You just pick your goal. And so, and every consistent thing like this, I decided, mind you, I decided at like in, I think I decided when I was in the shower to do 30 episodes in 30 days after I hadn't done six months of podcasts. Right. right. And so then yes, the, uh, on the week weekend i just i just randomly opened up squarespace and i'm like you know what? i'm just gonna build the website and i'm gonna Good do this you. next month and so so i just decided and so i and so but what i'm learning is the best way to be accountable to yourself is to be accountable to the world because when you are if you are accountable you can have a coach who's going to enforce it but if you don't have the money to hire a coach be accountable to the world because if you are accountable to your friend or your mom or your parents then that's like, you know, they, you know that they care about you and you're like, oh, they'll, they'll forgive me. But if you're, if you are accountable to the world, you don't know what the heck the world thinks about you. Do you ever heard of a mastermind? What? Sorry. Have you ever heard of a mastermind? I've, I've heard the term before. Yes. So uh, I think it was Napoleon Hill who wrote Think and Grow Rich like years and years, a hundred years ago, probably or something like that. And basically it's anytime two people get together that have similar interests and same experience levels on X and they talk about something in the hopes of creating a win-win for each other and making some money, right? Um, <clears throat> or doing something. I have been, there are lots of ma masterminds out there. Some of them are very exclusive, right? Where you would need a ton of money to get in. And some of them are free. Uh, I bet you there's probably some masterminds out there that are right up your alley. 
But to be completely honest, I see you starting your own mastermind. I see you leading a mastermind and in what's up. Oh, I'm just smiling. Yeah. I'm just yeah, listening yeah, to what you're I saying. But but it's it's so interesting. Right so I have a I have a mentor who uh who my parents uh were when they were in ACN, that's how they met him and they've known him for years. Uh but uh I do a lot of stuff with him and yeah, so he he's like the mastermind guy. He'll get he could he could probably sell you like a like a like a stale loaf of bread because he's just that inspiring, you know, just to be around as a as a, as a human being. But uh it's interesting because the, the the fact is, secretly, every podcast episode has been a mastermind. The guest just doesn't know it, right? It is like, it is like legitimately it's 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 one Yeah, it's been it's been a mastermind because I'm like, okay. Every time I talk to one of these people, I'm like, how can I leverage your story, your lessons into myself? And one of the one of the things that I've heard from a podcast guest who runs a huge podcast, he's talked to Grant Cardone, Shaquille O'Neal, everybody on the planet you can think of. He's probably talked to them. Um, and what he said is my, the podcast is just a it's it's a Trojan horse. It's a Trojan horse to get to talk, talk to people I'd never get to talk to otherwise. Correct. And that is exactly what this is. It, it yeah. is it is literally because if it weren't for the podcast, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. I wouldn't have been gotten to talk to other, you know, I've talked to so many special operations guys, anyone from any walk of life. I've talked to someone with a similar story to anyone I'm going to meet. And that's the interesting thing at this point. And so the more people I talk to, the more I build on that. But the biggest thing for me is it's just a networking opportunity because right now, now if I'm in, uh, now if I'm like in Florida and I need jujitsu training, well, okay, well, there's this guy. And it's like, it, it, it's the interesting thing is like, I, I, I know someone in like every part of the United States who runs, uh, who's successful in some light for the reason that I've just talked to them. And so it's like, wherever, wherever I am, I probably know someone within about a hundred miles who I can, who I could go have a conversation with if I needed to. And, and the fact is that through the podcast, I've, I've earned the respect of people that realistically I wouldn't have otherwise. And people that in many ways are, are, yeah. are, wouldn't really in my, shouldn't, wouldn't give a 16 year old the time of day about 99% of the time. Sure. And, and it's, understandable it's been you, very interesting. It's yeah. Um, interesting. Cool thing is I found that probably the, the guys with some of the most success in life and I use guys, you know, interchangeably men and women, um, they'll, they'd happily, happily give you their time and they want it to be the best time for you. And that's why I said, Hey, let's recock for tomorrow. Cause I wanted you to have the best hour possible. Right. Uh, and, and, um, you, you're, 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 what books are you are? Do you listen to books or, or do you read? I'm not as much as I should. That's, that's the truth. I'm trying to do that more. And I need to, I have so many books that I've like gotten recommended, but I, I need to, I need to, I need to just like get one in audio form and just listen to it when I do mundane tasks. Uh, so I maybe, listen. I, I tend to do podcasts, but mm -hmm. I need to get some a good audio book to to listen to. Well, there's several that I would recommend. That given off of what you're talking about, um, I would highly recommend. There's and you can look at this later. You don't have to write them down, or I'll text you afterwards. But there's a guy named Alex Hormozzi who has some oh, really I know good Alex. Ones. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's great. Um, and then uh, <clears throat> there's another book called 10X is Easier Than 2X. 
And that one is basically the premise is, is that it's easier to go uh, from, you know, $100,000 to a million dollars than it is from $100,000 to $200 because it's, you, you know what? Read the book. I'll, I'll, I'll let you um, get out of it. But you sound like you would already understand. And in fact, I'll show you. So these are some of the things like even here on my, you know, on my refrigerator, I wrote down the other day, like a, a while ago, I was like, I opened up a new bank account and I just said, I'm going to go ahead and put $100,000 in. Once I get 100K in there, I'm going to just leave it so that I have something for an Italy fund or something like that. And then I literally was like, you know what? Forget it. And I just wrote on here, I just wrote 10X and a million dollars. Because honestly, I don't see any, we are, why not us, right? And Exactly. So, yeah. And so um, I think the interesting, the interesting thing here is that we get stuck in this place where we're like, oh, I can only do this much. But the fact is that if you, if you believe you can go from 1% to 2%, you can go from 1% to 10% because, correct. because it's actually harder to scale such a little amount because it's such a little change in behavior that it doesn't change the core of who you are enough for you to truly succeed. And so you have to push yourself <laughs> so hard, because, like, like what? I thought I, I you think that I thought that I would really realistically be able to achieve 30 episodes in 30 days when I first thought of the idea. I was like, what? I haven't even done. I hadn't even done. I had done 26 episodes. Actually, today is officially the day that I have doubled the amount of podcast episodes I had before starting this challenge. And so it, it's been really interesting to be like, OK, I didn't I didn't. I was like, what, what am I thinking? This is insane. I can, I can do this, but I, you know, like I was like, sure, why not? I, that's exactly, yeah. it. it was, why not me? Why not me? And the entire idea of like the episodes where it's just me talking, I had played with that idea when I first thought of 30 episodes in 30 days, but then I, yeah. but then I, I, it was, it came out of necessity. I came up with the idea out of necessity because I was like, I'm not going to be able to do 30 guests. That's for a different month, right? 30 guests is a whole new ball game. And so my, my entire idea was just, okay, can't do that. Well, I'm going to share my thoughts. And honestly, that has been so huge because it, it has been a huge thing for my own thought process. Getting to talk out your thoughts and share them with the world, it also, it's, it's also one of the scariest things I've ever done because yeah. I am sharing who I am, unfiltered me, with the world. And, and it, it, it is so interesting because um, not yesterday, but the day before I released an episode that was just like, like the, the most fully open I've been in an episode and it was very scary to record but it was also really rewarding when I was done and it was rewarding when I released it and when I got when 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 people really liked the episode but mm. but the most rewarding part was just that like I actually said everything that was on my mind I didn't like hold back well that's a that's a good quality to have and I'm happy for you that you can be so transparent you know that's um you talked earlier about giving a lot and um you, you know that I just heard a transformational leader. Um, you know that's that's what you want. You want somebody that is looking not just for a transaction, but for somebody that wants to make a connection with you on a level that is just not you know macro. And that's why I believe care is care is an action word, right? It it requires somebody to actually do more than just enforce policy. Uh, and when when you have somebody that is like yourself that clearly is, understands empathy um, is is getting a pretty good dial in on people understanding that yeah your network is your net worth really it's a lot of the 
a lot of the truth, just spending time with people that match your energy and match your ethical, you know, uh, roots. Right. Um, and nobody's perfect. Everybody makes mistakes. Oh yeah. When, when you make big, big, big mistakes, or, you know, people that make real big, big, big mistakes, you're like, I don't want to be associated with that person. Cut them out, cut them out, man. Surround yourself with big, big, strong trees that have roots that are like ethically strong. They're deep. That's what you want, man. And I'm telling you, like, and keep the books aspect. So I switched over to audio books because in this day and age, I think I have in the last 15 years gotten adapted to, you know, we, we are, we are so fast and we think so fast. Right. And you're, you're thinking at a really fast rate because we have all of this new stuff. Did you see the new Spider-Man, the Spider-Verse movie? Yeah. Yeah, that was like one giant anxiety attack, right? That was just like crazy for two and a half hours. There's so much happening, right? But it's what's required to keep kids' attention these days. And, you know, so that's why even I know myself, I have gotten to the point where I require all of these different things. So I now have, I gravitate towards listening to audiobooks, uh, not when I work out, but when I'm driving in a car or when I'm cleaning the house or even just, you know, walking my dog. Um, it is nice to turn things off and just be silent for a little bit. Right. But the audiobooks, I'm telling you, man, because it's one thing to come, like go into your office, you know, I've got to go into my office and I've got to get my book and I've got to sit down and put away an hour. And there's something to be said about that, but there's also a lot to be said about hearing the voice of people that are worth hundreds of million dollars talking to you and giving outlines like there's a book called um i finished it this morning um 12 months to a million dollars you might really look at that because it's not just about making the money but it's about establishing a system that's going to get you from x to y to z and it's like a it's a it's a pathway because there's so many books out there that are just going to be all like woo woo and fluff that they don't actually, that's why I like Hormozy so much because he talks about like the core four and hot leads and cold leads and, you know, differentiates how to go about ads, ads and specific things like that, giving away things for free, what works, what doesn't, you know? Um, yeah. And, and that's, that's why I like him. There's another book called never split the difference by, uh, I think his name is Chris Voss or something like that. Uh, he's, he's a CIA guy that, uh, he puts a lot of good stuff out there. That might be a good thing for you to read considering you're a podcaster. Now there's a technique called mirroring out there that you can use to actually keep people talking. Um, and you're not actually contributing to the conversation. You're just kind of repeating the very last thing that they said in a different manner. And it gets them to continue to engage. And honestly, just sometimes it becomes diary of the mouth, right? You might've even been doing that to me half the time and I don't even realize it. Right. So there's a, there's a lot of good ones out there. Um, but I would like to go ahead and offer myself to be available to you at any time. If you just want to text me or something, or if you got a random question about X, Y, or Z, or if you're thinking about jujitsu or you're like, Hey, does this business make decision? You know, is this cool? Or how do these shoes look on me? You know, <laughs> like, yeah, any, anything you want. Um, um, please let me know because the value, the, the one thing I will say is if you're, if you're talking to adults that um, have a lot of people competing for their interest, if you're going to ask for something from them, always lead with value. Try and provide something to them up front that's going to be a value to them. 
honestly, it's going to be the fact that you're a 16 year old that's asking them to, you know, to be a part of something that you're doing. Adults are going to jump at that all, all day long. I will tell you that what though is, is you get into more of like a peer group, which your peer group real soon is going to be people in their, tw- their early twenties. Um, lead with value, offer the value. How you get what I'm saying, right? So, yeah. So the most interesting thing is like, it's actually the next question I wanted to ask you. Uh, and it's funny that, that we were talking about mirroring and you just talked about peers. And the next thing I'm going to say to you is about peers. And so it's been an interesting thing to navigate because like my, my peer group, first off is, is, is quite small because the, the amount of people that I spend a lot of time with is quite small, but of that group, there's about four people that I that I like really like spend a lot of my energy around that are under the age of of uh of like 19 but like but then but then half the people that I spend you know a lot of my energy around are above the age of 35 and so it's it's one of those things that I've been trying to navigate and it's because I think with it in this society when we hear the word peers we always think of someone our age Right. Correct. Someone who's the same age as us, you know, believing the same things as us or or, you know, beliefs in, is a whole different thing. But the age sort of thing. But what yeah, I think sure. that we have to understand is that your peer group is it, it's far more a cognitive level of thinking okay. is who defines your peers. And it's something I've been navigating because I, I I just like at this point, I don't I don't spend time with the people that. I don't that I don't get value out of because if I'm going to give you value, there has to be a mutual beneficial relationship there. And there's always something to mentoring, right? When you mentor someone, you do get value. And I do have a friend who is on a similar path to me, but he's just, you know, a couple of years behind on that path. And so I spe- I, I pour into him because he de- because he deserves that time because he's put he's he wants to put in the work and that in itself is value to me. But awesome. in reality, it has been interesting to be like to notice how in the last two years my peer group has just shrunk so much and the fact is that that right now there are people that i i i have many people that i could contact right now that that would give me a response who you know i have like you know i've got a navy seal another marine corps guy and and like super successful people and i'm by no means boasting but i'm just trying to say that and my message to my audience right now is you can you choose who your peers are. Your peers don't choose you. So surround yourself and just uh, if you if you want to be if you want to be around better people, up level yourself. Right? You need to up level yourself to some degree before you can up level the room you're in. You don't want to be the smartest person in the room, but you also you can be the dumbest, but you want to be <laughs> but you but you don't want to be the person that's in there providing nothing. Yes. You have to have something to bring to the table. Now, what you said earlier is that the people that are successful want to see you su- succeed. A millionaire will never tell you not to try to start a business. Uh, I, someone who's who's jacked will never never tell you not to go to the gym. Someone who's good Great. at jujitsu will never tell you not to start jujitsu. So the people that Correct. are successful want to see you succeed. So surround yourself with successful people because you can leverage their mistakes into your own success. You can. That's very, uh, it's a shrewd lesson that often takes many years for people to learn. And I think by uh, communicating effectively with such a large group of people that are, you know, considered somewhat successful, um, you're learning these at an early age. And yeah, what is rich? What is successful? What is enough? Um, I'm at the point in time where I'm kind of I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, I've recognized that I am blessed and I have made some quality decisions and I won the universe's lottery. Right. Uh, yeah. 
but there's more that I want to do. And there's more, I, we're going to be dead for a long time, Parker. So I want to strap, I want to just jam as much as I can into this time as possible. Cause every you know, second what counts. Yeah, it does. Every second does count. And that's why, you know, I, I'm always looking outside because I, I, I love nature. Um, I, I feel like, uh, today has just been an absolute blessing talking to you, man. This has just been wonderful. I'm, I'm feeling honored that, you know, you've, you've out of all the people that you could speak to that, you know, I'm one of the 30 that you, you know, you could to talk to. So that means a, a ton to me, especially given the amount of respect that I have for your mother and your father. Um, it's, it's, and you're, you're clearly a testament to, to their leadership as parents. Um, and I knew them when they were young and they were just awesome. I, I loved them back then. I looked up to them so much. There was just such rad people. And then over the years, we've kept in such good touch. And your parents are always just so kind. Adrian always says such the kind. Of, he would send me notes like all the time, just like really, really kind, thoughtful things. And, you know, like these are things that people don't really know about. But, you know, over time when you're kind and you're nice to people and you just send them little things from time to time, they remember that kind of stuff. They do. And it comes back. Kindness repays itself. 100%. Yeah. So uh, what you said uh, a second ago about, you know, how you're in a good place in life. And I think that's a very interesting thing because from, from my the things I've learned so far in my in my uh, limited time, I, I have I've come to this conclusion that the de- there is no the definition of success isn't an amount of money. It's not it's not a it's not a, a tangible thing. The definition of success is living a sustainably happy lifestyle because there mm. are people that make you know, $30,000 a year and are happy. And there are people that make two, 30 million and aren't. And so the Great. fact is that if you can find a plate, uh, get to the point in your life where you are happy, well, now you are successful. And now guess what? You just get to go pr- help other people become successful and, and, and do more, right? And, yeah. and when you said kindness repays itself, it reminds me of something. We live in a world where uh, a lot of the time we expect just we just expect things to come to us and that's one of the things that i it's a misconception with manifestation because you have to put it out for it to come back in but but one of the things is these days people expect seeds to grow that they didn't plant and so when you are kind to people you plant seeds when you when you provide value to people you plant seeds so that in you know in x amount of time when when they have an opportunity for you 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 gave them value when when they didn't have anything to give back Yes. You and so over time it creates this this um this life of wealth but not not wealth in a monetary sense wealth on the people in your life and mm-hmm. if you do that in your business you will get to a point where you still need to call people but in many ways the the seeds you planted 10 years ago are just constantly coming back around and and the business opportunities come to you more so than you going to them. And, and it's been interesting because the, the, one of my favorite conversations I've had on the podcast is the person with the most followers across social media that I've had on the podcast. He has about half a million followers across all his social medias. Um, and he, um, whenever I schedule with him, he always has to reschedule a couple times because he's a busy guy. I've had him on once and I have actually have him coming on again in October. But like, mm-hmm. man, he was just like, he was the most, he was so present. He was so there. And, and it was very similar to this conversation where it was just two dudes talking, right? It was a mastermind. And that's, <laughs> and, and it's one of those things where I, I, I've noticed this, like the people 
that are successful. The, but but it's also the people that have been that that have had a, a journey that's been yes. difficult, and it's and it's been people that that. Like, like I've talked to many successful people and I'll be honest, there are some podcast guests that I connect with better than others. That's just the truth that happens for everyone. Sure. Sure. Um, but the ones that I connect with the best are the ones that, that are, that are the most invested in the conversation. But those people tend to be the most successful people that I've had on the podcast because it, it, it seems that the most successful people tend to understand that the seeds they plant, uh, will eventually grow. And so yes. your job as a leader is to plant as many as possible because what if one doesn't grow? Oh, well, too bad. You know, it doesn't matter. There's, there's a ton that are right around it. And, and uh, yes, and recognizing that your the tree, you might not even stand in the shade of that tree, right? But your children will, will your grandchildren will, and you're doing something that's good for humanity. And, and um, that uh, giving a gift to the world with nothing expected in return, I, I feel like that's one of the you know most noble things that you can you can do. Um, how how you get to do that, that's up to you. For me, I think that my gift to the world is is um, mobile jujitsu. I, I truly believe that uh, I'm the first mobile jujitsu LLC owner in the world. Uh, it was not a concept until I came up with it. And then I made it a business and now uh, I'm, I'm booking people for training that are out of cold calls. Uh, and it's, um, and I have people that are contacting me all across the United States asking me, what is this business model? And I'm saying, uh, and they're like, where can I go to find it? And I'm like, you can't go anywhere because I created it. And I'm happy to share with you because all I want to do is give this out to the world for free. And create as many streams of income for people as possible. And then ultimately what I want to do is have a, a jujitsu mastermind, a mobile jujitsu mastermind. And that's probably going to be my only source of income. I own the, um, the mobile jujitsu mastermind. And so I'm, my plan is to create a bunch of content online on how people can build their own mobile jujitsu studio, like with insurance and go to department of state for their, you know, uh, their state and file everything, become a business, uh, and then ultimately get them to join my mastermind, which I'll, which I own. And then that's the only source of income that I'll grab from it because I can't trademark mobile jujitsu. Yeah. So you're going to go from, uh, you're going to go from the, uh, the explorer to the guide. That's what I, you Correct. know, you're Correct. going from so the that, person, but you have to, you have to be the explorer before you can be the guide. That's the truth though. And, and, you know, the cool part about it is that it's like, we can also be, um, an explorer at the same time, because I have seen lots of entrepreneurs build the plane as they're flying it. Right. Uh, and I know that's a kind of crazy concept, but, uh, as long as I'm rooted in like things that I know work and I'm listening to the right people. And like you had talked about earlier, I'm surrounding myself with the right people. Cause you see, I have some I have, I know people that unfortunately that they take advice from people that I would never ever take advice from yeah, in my life. For sure. I might, I might hang out with them on the weekends or go surfing with them, but I would not take money advice from them. Right. Uh, or relationship advice from CP, you know, some people are just like, no. Uh, but so, so you, you, you get what you get what I'm talking about. Yeah. And so the interesting thing, my entire idea of being the guide, right, is is like you can be the guide, but but you can also be going ahead. So you can be you can be you could even just be a mere 500 feet ahead in the unknown. But 
you know, the lessons you learn from those five feet, you're helping someone else and telling them, don't make that mistake. I just got my, I almost got my head bit off by a lion. Um, and and so, so as we wrap things up here, I want to ask, this is the the question I like to ask to every guest. So to, to, to the audience listening at home, what is, what is the, the, the one lesson they, and, and the one takeaway they should take with them going forward into the rest of their lives? Alcohol does way more harm than good. If you cannot drink alcohol, if you can eliminate one thing from your life today, I would say if you removed alcohol from your life right now, you would probably avoid 95 to 99% of life's problems uh, and, and do pretty good. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think certainly we live in a world where alcohol has been glorified more than anything. Uh, and 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 it, it's 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 a very interesting thing to notice how it, it's such a glorified topic. And then I mean, uh, go ahead. Part of me wants to say, you know, like stay mindful and you know love your love yourself and all that stuff. But to to be the, the honest to God practices is like what my after spending twenty years in the Marine Corps, I would say that almost every single terrible thing that happened to somebody usually involved alcohol. Uh, and when bad decisions are made, especially for young children, uh, they usually involve alcohol, driving uh, while drunk, uh, having intercourse while inebriated. All, all sorts of terrible decisions come out of drinking alcohol at a young age uh, and even at an older age. It doesn't do anything well for your fitness. Uh, it, it, it's terrible for your spiritual fitness and your mental fitness. That's for darn sure. But um, it does nothing for your financial fitness at all. All it does is like, you know, you'll probably go out when you're 21 or 22 years old and wake up the next morning and be like $350 out. What? You know, and you're like, how did that happen? You just went out for a few drinks and some, you know, a burgers, but next thing you know, it's, so that's kind of, that would be the one. If, if you were to give me a microphone to the world for just a split second, instead of something like love each other, I would say eliminate alcohol from your life right now. Yeah, it's probably one of the strongest decisions that you could possibly make. Man, that's that's some good stuff right there. And mm-hmm. then uh, lastly, where uh, if to the people listening, where can they find what you're doing? You know, where can they learn more? And then also be uh, be sure to give me that book list. I'll make sure to put it in the description so anyone listening can go find uh, Michael's book recommendations. I I will. Uh, um, I am at Space Coast Mobile Jiu Jitsu on Instagram. Or you can find me on LinkedIn at Michael Cragholm. You 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 guys heard it here first, folks. Um, look look at look him up on Instagram. <laughs> Go support him on on, on his challenge. Um, and uh, you know, let's 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 make his videos go viral. I mean, I my my videos get like you know two thousand views max. But but all mm. two thousand of you, all two thousand of you that that are listening to this, uh, I mean that that's that's my clips. But but <laughs> to the people listening, you guys you guys go uh go go make his his stuff go even more viral. Get that thirty five thousand to thirty seven thousand. Thank you, uh, man. Thank you so much for coming on here. This has been an absolute honor. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you guys at home for watching. I'm Parker Emerald. I've been talking to Michael Cragholm, and this has been The Conversation Station.